The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, Recently. The boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, too, the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. And by the way, when we use the Bible, we use it in context for some people who would be commenting on things that the Bible does not command or speak to. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Just got to get that out there. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see the second video down. It's got the Sons of Liberty Media logo there. Just click on the little arrow and uh, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, there'll be uh, a rumble there. It'll say rumble. Just click on that, and you should be able to come over right into the chat. Uh, If not, then go to rumble, go to Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and you'll see that we're streaming live there. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends there, as well as across other platforms, such as dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, Uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, we're also on Roku at Cutting Edge TV, and we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. 
Uh, video should be going. All you got to do is you know, click on the play button there, and you're good to go. Yesterday's show with Bradley is still available up until 3 o'clock today, right above where we're streaming live. That's uh, that's available up until 3 o'clock, and then he will be live in that little section right there on sonsoflibertymedia.com, as well as the other platforms. Right above that's where you can sign up for a newsletter. We would appreciate your support in that. And then if you would like to help us out, look, guys, um, Bradley told me, he says, we're getting lots of orders, but with our orders, we're not trying to you know, make a profit off of that. Uh, so basically, you're getting it with everything, the shipping and everything, at our cost, or sometimes it costs us more to ship it. Um, so we don't, we lose money in that. And so those things don't actually support the ministry, but we want to support your ministry where you're at. So that's why the store exists. But uh, if you would like to help us in supporting the ministry and keeping us out there in many different ways, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can become a son or daughter of liberty. Those are our monthly partners, and if you uh, want to do that, then uh, that's available there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Real quickly, I just want to hit a couple of uh, articles that we put out yesterday. Um, And then, you know, for a large majority of the time of the show, I'm not going to be speaking. I've got a video I ran across. Uh, Bradley touched on it a little bit with his audience yesterday afternoon. Um, But there's there's several things here, and I don't know if I'm going to run over a little bit or not, but I'm just going to let these people just kind of tell you the experiences that they had uh, coming out of uh, under the Third Reich, if you will. And I think it's important because, you know, over the past, what, um, more than 10 years, uh, many people have been talking about, well, this person's a Nazi and that person's a Nazi and this, that, and that. Let's just put it for what it is. National socialists are Nazis. That's what they are. This is what the the Democrat Party, those people who hold to that, that's what they are. But hey, it doesn't just apply to them. There are many socialists within the Republican Party. And you can see it by what they're promoting, by the, the bills that they sign. You can see what they do. Okay? So I want, you, I want everybody to understand, this is not a party thing. Even though I, dis, I made distinction about that, this one party really does stand for that. Um, the other ones are, are pretty much complicit in it. And when we listen to Donald Trump, I, I remember this in his State of the Union speech, he, he said, America will never be a socialist country. Well, you've been living in a socialist country for almost 100 years. You have. If Social Security doesn't tell you that, I don't know what does. People are dependent upon government, and government is dependent upon other people paying them so they can pay you your Social Security. You all paid into that, yet you paid in for the guys ahead of you. That's socialism. It really is. So what I want to do is I want to touch on a couple of these things, uh, stories that we had out, and then we're gonna I'm gonna play some of these these testimonies because I do believe that we are in a new Nazi era. Listen to a guy the other other night, and he was talking about how we go into a time we go into times of darkness. And that's when the light shines brighter, but it's also when the persecution comes. If you think I'm looking for persecution, you got the wrong guy. I'm not looking for that. But I realize it comes. I realize it's a promise. Through many trials and tribulations, we enter into the kingdom of God, the Apostle Paul said. 
But here's what we had at um, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com yesterday. This is from our friend Marianne Perez. We've had her on the show before. I want to bring her back. But um, she also writes for the children's defense thing for uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And she did a review of his book, Fauci routinely falsified science, deceived the public and physicians, and lied about safety and efficacy throughout his career. Well, that, we, we're seeing that. The question is, do you side with Rand Paul and say, well, you need to resign, or do you side with justice and say, no, you need to be prosecuted? You need to be removed from the position you're in, which, from what I understand, is the highest paid position in the federal government, which isn't even listed in our Constitution. You need to be removed from your office, and you need to be prosecuted, and then you need to face justice. Check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, this is Bradley's, and this is what I'm going to sort of touch on the video, uh, because I'd gotten it, I give it to him, and I said, you got to watch this, man. This is from several years ago, so you're going to hear that this morning. Holocaust survivor has this warning for you. The, Nazi, the Nazis accused the Jews of what the unvaccinated are being accused of today, being dirty, filthy, diseased, all this kind of stuff. And then we have... We have to speak in code. Citizens with reported vaccine injuries being silenced on social media. This is from Matt Agaris, and uh, I, I can't agree more. I mean, even those of us who haven't been injured, we're being censored from trying to tell you the truth about what's going on here. Okay? SonsOfLibertyMedia.com alert. 2030 psychological agenda. Obedience training for pre-K adults already global with billions in funding for full control. This is part five in the series, U.S. Department of Education and multiple agencies involved. Of course they are. This is from Corey Lynn, which I think Corey is, when she does her reporting, um, but she's one of the foremost reporters in the country, as far as I'm concerned. And we're thankful that she lets us carry uh, her articles for our audience as well. And then finally, nearly 700 days into two weeks to flatten the curve, and the only thing that's reduced is your freedom. That's exactly Right. That is exactly what's went on. Let me let me give you a little something here. When I was out at Chick-fil-A the other day, what I continually did, other than when I made reference to their policy and their email that they sent out, was I made reference to this, the Bible, and I made reference to the U.S. Constitution. And the more I think about this, the more I'm convinced this is what's going on. The federal government has established a religion. This is why I call it the COVID cult. They have established a religion in clear violation of the First Amendment, which forbids them from doing so. You say, what do you mean? Well, they're telling you that there's, there's a virus, but they won't prove it to you, so you have to take it on what? Faith, right? Now, I don't believe the Bible is taken by faith, just this blind faith. We have historical facts that lead on. We have eyewitnesses down over 1,500 years, who are writing at different time periods. And they're all pointing to the same person, the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the First Amendment, it says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting... So, so they can't establish a religion. Okay? That does not mean they can't speak about the Bible. That's completely different about speaking about something rather than saying, you have to follow this. These are the doctrines you must follow. Here's your high priest, like Dr. Fauci and stuff like that. 
You must follow the science, which I call pseudoscience, which Paul told Timothy to be aware of, falsely called science or pseudoscience. That's what they're pushing on you. So Congress makes no law respecting an establishment of religion. That means you can't enforce anything like that. If they can't write a law about it, there's nothing to enforce, right? Follow me? Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Now, this was something that we dealt with out at Chick-fil-A. And it's happening in all these companies because they're following the mandate, which is not law, that's coming down from OSHA, which is an unconstitutional organization. And in that mandate, they will allow you a quote-unquote religious exemption. In other words, if your conscience says that that vaccine, you're going to take that, we'll allow for that, but you have to ask for it. No, tyrants, we don't beg you for our rights. When I wrote an email for my sons yesterday, uh, or Sunday, to send to their employer, I wrote in there, we're not asking you for religious exemption. We're telling you our conscience are bound to God. It's an automatic thing. You don't have authority over our conscience, okay? We're not asking you for religious exemption. We're telling you that our conscience won't allow us to do that. And if you choose to terminate us, we're going to sue you based on the fact that you are discriminating against us on the basis of what? Our religious beliefs. But we're not going to beg you for those. But they but this is what government this is what the federal government is trying to push on the people. They're trying to tell us what our conscience can dictate. You can have this on vaccine, but you can't. You can't utilize that on a test that has known carcinogens in it. That's what they're trying to do. They are trying to play God. You see, if this isn't clear, I, I don't. I don't know how to make it any clearer. And therefore, OSHA is violating the First Amendment with their mandate. They're blo- they're they're clearly violating it because one, they're not Congress, so they don't have authority to be legislating or making law. That's why they call it a mandate. But they come behind it and they call it, listen, administrative law. They don't have that authority. Article 1, Section 1, all, how many many is all? Yeah. All legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and the House of Representatives, not OSHA. Thank you very much. That's it. That's it. They're the one. And have they made a law regarding you getting a shot? Do they even have... And if they did, would it be pretended law? Yes, it would. Because if you read the rest of Article 1, it lists what they can write law on. And they can't come back and say, well, it didn't say we couldn't. No, it didn't say you couldn't, but it restricted you in what you could write law on. And thereby, by restricting you, it is understood that you can't write law on anything outside those parameters. This is what it means. <coughs> Excuse me. When it talks about doing these things, about putting this stuff into place for the people, we gave you specific things to do. It'd be like if I told my my kids, uh, you know, my wife has a, a list of chores for the kids, and if they want to go do something extra, that's fine and all, but uh, you you should stick to what you're doing here, what what your what your stuff is first. So if they're told, hey, you got to mop the floor here, you sweep and mop the floor in this area, and they don't do that, but they go upstairs and they clean the bathroom, 
Well, that's great that they did that, but they didn't do what they were told. Do you understand? This is what the government's doing. And listen, by the way, the government is our child. They're the creature of the states, not the other way around. We're not to be fearful of them. And let me give you a little example of some things that I'm talking about. Now, all of the states have agreed about liberty. I mean, these are what the amendments are for anyway. They've agreed about our liberty. They've agreed that they can't uh, take... Let me give you this one. This comes from the Fifth Amendment. And here's what it says. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived, listen, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. I don't even really like that other one uh, unless there's an agreement on both parts without bullying, but you've got sinful men, this is what usually results. I got this from my friend Ashley Patterson on Facebook yesterday. This comes out of Washington State, and this goes right to what I'm talking about right here. This, is, this comes out of Washington State. Procedures for isolation and quarantine. At his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention. Where does he get that authority? I'll bet it's not in the Washington State Constitution either. An emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 3 of this section or may petition the Superior Court ex parte for an order to take the person or group of persons into involuntary detention for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 4 of this section, provided that he or she has first made reasonable efforts, which shall be documented to obtain voluntary compliance. So if you don't go along with us, we're going to come bring our jackboot thugs in there, and we're going to come get you. Remember that little kid... What was it? Uh, during the time of Bill Clinton? Elian Gonzalez, that was his name. Big news. And what was it? Reno sent all those knuckleheads in there to go grab this kid. You remember the infamous picture with the, 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 the fed coat in there with his gun up to the guy who was holding Elian. I don't remember the family member, what he was. But he's, he's got little Elian there. And the guy's got the gun up to him and all this other stuff. This is what this smacks of. So he says, it goes on to say, to obtain voluntary compliance with requests for medical examination. Okay? And there's a whole slew of this. Okay? I'll have these up. I'll put these images up so you can look at it yourself. But the idea that the government is going to come in and they're going to take otherwise healthy people, they're going to deprive them of their liberty. A clear violation of the Fifth Amendment. No crime's been committed. 
And they're doing it on the basis of something they haven't even proven. Well, Tim, people are getting sick. Yeah, but they haven't proved the reason and the cause for it. They haven't. They haven't even proven that it's transmissible. They're telling you that, and you believe it because, well, they have PhD behind their name, or they're in a position of power. But they haven't proven it. They haven't. They've not proven SARS-CoV-2 exists, and they haven't proven it's transmissible, and they're using that as a basis. They're using the people's ignorance about what's going on here as a basis to deprive them of their liberties, unconstitutionally, which makes them what? Criminals. It makes them tyrants. It makes them treasonous against the people. Now, what am I talking about here? Here's one lady. This is a, this is a very short one. She tells about her experience, and then we're going to get on to the longer one. Now, this, is, this one here is recent, okay? Check it out. I was only three and a half when my family and I were evicted from our home and deported to a concentration camp. Fear of infectious epidemics was exactly what the Nazis used to Absolutely. demonize Jews as spreaders of disease. Exactly. Exactly. See Today, that? The unvaccinated are being accused of being spreaders of disease. That's right. That's exactly where that's where this this whole message is going. So this is not anything new. There's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes tells us, right? They're using the same playbook that they used in the 30s and 40s in Germany and around. And the fact of the matter is they were te- they were scaring the other people into hating a particular people group. Okay? And it wasn't just Jews. There were, there were a plethora of people, including Christians, real Christians, not those fake ones that put the Nazi flag up. If you wonder why I have such a problem, if I walk into a church and they've got an American flag and a Christian flag up, I don't want to be there. The state has no business inside the church. And I'm talking about the people of God. I'm not talking about necessarily the building, but it's right there. Friends, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a citizen of heaven, first and foremost. And those who exalt those things in the place of the worship of God, you need to be careful of those kind of people. You really need to be careful of that. Has no place in the body of Christ. So, with that said... I'm going to eat up the rest of the time here because I, I may break in intermittently with things that this lady says. But this is Kitty Worthman. Now, this was in Sacramento, California, May the 11th, 2013. So we're almost 10 years removed from when she gave this speech. And I want you to hear what she had to say then. And then I want you to compare with what's going on right now. And you tell me. You tell me. That's right, Matthew. We, we had our own problems here in the States uh, with uh, taking away people's liberty without any real cause. You're exactly right. But you tell me if her speech doesn't resonate with you as to what's going on today. Here it is. Thank you for inviting me here to your beautiful state of California. The media still claims that Hitler rolled into Austria with tanks and guns and took us over. Not true at all. 
The fact is that the Austrian people elected Hitler by 98% of the vote by means of the ballot box. Sound now, familiar? How could that happen? In a Christian nation, almost 100% Catholic, that they would elect a monster like Hitler. Hitler did not look like a monster. He did not act like a monster. He talked like an American politician. <laughs> the year was 1938. Austria was in a very, very deep depression. We had more than 30% unemployment. We had 25% inflation. And if you borrowed money from the bank, you paid 25% interest. That's why farmers were going broke, businesses were going broke, they could not pay their mortgage, or they could not pay their taxes. What was even worse, we had riots in our cities. We had whole blocks of the cities burned down and our law enforcement was almost helpless. They could not control the riots. That sound familiar? The unions were calling for strikes and industry would close and factories would close up, hence all this unemployment. It was not unusual in my home that 30 people a day would knock on the door for a bowl of soup and a slice of bread. They could keep themselves alive by going door to door. There were no jobs. There were young people, college graduates, no jobs. The media told us that in Germany, where Hitler ruled since 1933, they had full employment. They had a high living standard, and everybody was driving the little beetle car, the Volkswagen. We did not hear a whisper that anybody was being persecuted or arrested. We only heard good things. And of course, we spoke the same language. We spoke German. We had the same culture. There was only a border between us. Austria and Germany, like South and North Dakota. And we said, why not? We, we would like to have the same high living standard what Germany had, and of all the things, jobs. People wanted to work. Austrian people are not, are not lazy, they want to work. So, the Austrian people petitioned the government for a plebiscite for an election, and, and hence the Austrian people elected Hitler by 98% of the vote. So we got a new government, National Socialism. I translate for you Nationalsozialismus from the word national, the word Nazi derived. So we were getting a Nazi government. 
Nobody was elected anymore from the school board, the city commission, the county commission, legislature and governors, they were, they were all appointed. Well, we thought they would only pick the very best people to govern us, just like in Germany, we trusted them. We did not ask questions. So the first thing what happened, we had to carry national ID cards. You could not board a bus, you could not board a train without showing your national ID card. Don't ever let that happen here. Vax passport, Very it's coming. Very bad idea. The next thing what happened, Hitler gave us free radios. Mm. So we could listen to him. He was a great orator. And then he nationalized the radio station. And we were warned if we would turn on a foreign radio station like British Broadcasting or Switzerland, death penalty. Nobody turned on a foreign radio station because you know what the what what death the death penalty meant. So let me let me let me I'm gonna I'm gonna take and pause I'm gonna pause her just a second. You hear this thing about nationalizing things? And we've heard that from Maxine Waters about certain companies that she wanted to nationalize. She wanted to institute she used it I think she termed it socialize. This is what's going on with these mandates that the Supreme Court is dealing with, which they shouldn't even be dealing with. They should just say, you guys don't have authority. But they're not doing it. Incrementally, they're telling businesses what they must do and what they must not do. And forcing that on their employees. Don't think this isn't a part of nationalization of those businesses. It hit the street. It was being censored by the government. So the only voice what we had was the government radio station and the government-controlled newspaper. So a lot of new things happened very quick. Hitler gave us equal rights. Oh, that sounded so very good. Equal rights for everybody. Also, everybody was get, was uh, getting a guaranteed income from the government. Mm. The equal rights, here we call it the Equal Rights Amendment, equal rights was designed in two components. Equality, uh, economics, and social. Economics, that was designed to equalize the country's wealth because everybody was entitled to a guaranteed equal income. In order to achieve that, they had to raise our taxes up to 70% to equalize the wealth, those who were on the lower income level, to graduate them up there to an equal level. They got subsidized housing. They got um, food stamps. They got heating fuel. And they got 
a certain amount of payment from the government for each child. So, oh, does that sound familiar to you? The the country's wealth by taxing us seventy percent to bring that label, the lower income level, into an equal level, and that is called socialism. Yes. On the social level, of course, under socialism, everybody has to be in the workforce. Before Hitler. Of course, the moms stayed home, they were good wives, and they raised their families. But under socialism, if you are not in the workforce, you are called a parasite. Does that sound the familiar? Moms were, putting, were being put out into the workforce, so what happened to the children? Child care centers. Mm -hmm. You could, and they, it was all free for everybody. You could bring your four months old baby, leave it there 24 hours, um, seven days a week. As long as you left your child there, the better the government liked it. The staffers of the child care centers, they were not the grandmotherly type of women who took care of the children. They were young women, highly skilled in child psychology to mold the little babies from four weeks on up how, they want, how the government wanted them. Now, I, I'm, I told you I'm going to interrupt on occasion. This this has been going on for a long time. This isn't under Biden. This isn't just under Trump. This isn't, wasn't under Barry Obama. This is not just under Bill Clinton. This has been going on in this country for a long, long time. Okay? It's just now the boot's starting to come down and people are going, Oh, what's going on here? Well, you've had the warning for decades. Okay, you had the warning for decades, and here this lady is telling us almost a decade ago what was going on in Germany and Austria is going on here in America. That that's all I'm trying to say. You better wake up and see who the real enemy is, okay? The government raised our children. So that was the equality equal rights for everybody. The next thing would happen, education was nationalized. We had a very good educational system in Austria before Hitler. I went to public school. We had a very good curriculum. We even prayed in public school before class and after class. That morning, after the election, I walked into my classroom and the crucifix was gone. And the teacher said, this morning, we greet each other, Heil Hitler. And she said, we don't pray anymore. We sing Deutschland, Deutschland über alles, Germany above everybody. And she also said, we would not have twice a week religious education anymore either. We would have physical education instead. Oh, we did not mind that. It was a lot more fun to play ball than study the Bible. Paul says that profits little. Prayers. 
She also said that on Sunday we could not go to church anymore because Sunday was compulsory National Youth Day. We had to attend at 8 o'clock in the morning to the gymnasium instead of going to church. The first two hours we had political education. Today I would call it political indoctrination. We were being told not to listen to our parents. They were just old-fashioned, old fogies. They did not understand the young people. Only Hitler did. So don't listen to your parents anymore. And besides, you had freedom and you had rights. So our parents could not tell us anymore when to come home at night. We could decide that for ourselves. The rest of the day we had sports. We got all the sports equipment free. We got tennis rackets. We got skis, everything. And the boys of age 16, they got motorcycles. And of course, everybody had to join the Hitler Youth. That was compulsory. So the rest of the day we had sports and fun. So when we returned home at night, we told our parents how much fun we had and how much better it was and all the sports equipment we got free, much more fun than going to church. Well, my parents were very concerned, especially my mother. So when my next school term came about in October, she announced that she would enroll me in a private school with an excellent curriculum, but not much fun. <laughs> Off we went to the new school, high wall around, and a locked iron gate. And as I bid my mother goodbye at the gate, I almost hated her. <laughs> I thought she was going to put me into a prison. But she was a wise woman. She said, <clears throat> today you do not understand why I'm doing this for you. But when you grow up a bit, you will understand. Mm -hmm. Had my mother not intervened, today I would be a radical Marxist. So, on holidays, I could go back home for, for a visit. Bless that of mom. Of course, I was curious. I would go back to my former classmates and find out what was going on. I was shocked. Sixteen-year-old girls were having babies for Hitler, and that was glorified. Oh, Hitler wanted a lot of babies. <clears throat> Blonde hair and blue eyes. The master race. I was shocked. So that was our educational system. <clears throat> Hitler also nationalized our car industry. Austria built a little car a little bit bigger than a Fiat. Hitler said, we don't need another little car. We already have the Beetle car, the Volkswagen. So he turned the car industry <clears throat> into a defense industry. Also, Hitler nationalized our banks. 
Hitler said, those greedy banks, they were the ones who charged 25% interest. And that is why the farmers were going broke and the businesses were going broke. And he looted the Jewish banks. So our banks were being nationalized. Next thing, what happened? He nationalized our health care system. Mm. All this we sounding had, familiar, everybody? Um, a reasonable good health care system, which was financed by private insurance. We had good hospitals. We had good doctors. And everybody was reasonable well being cared for. None are good. This all changed very fast. My brother-in-law, who was a family physician, he told me that when he arrived at his office at 8 o'clock in the morning, 40 patients would be lined up waiting for him to be cared for. He said it was like practicing medicine on a conveyor belt. He only had time, five or 10 minutes pro patient and besides all the paperwork, it, it was, it was a, a system from, from well-taken care, uh, health care, to a very, very bad system. <clears throat> and what was even worse, he told me that naturally all the doctors were being salaried by the government. There was no more free market free market did not exist anymore. The government salaried all the doctors. So my brother-in-law was a very conscientious doctor. He would only prescribe medication what the patient really needed. But if that medication was not on the government's list, he took it out of his salary and his salary dwindled down to almost nothing. So, a lot of doctors left the country. A lot of doctors left, including my own husband. My husband did not want to practice medicine like his brother had to. He wanted free market medicine. He came to this country and I remember telling him, telling me how wonderful our healthcare system was, how modern our hospitals were com compared what he left behind. He said, I hope it will never change. Today, he will turn over in his grave how healthcare will change. Also, of course, under a socialist government, you have a lot of rules and regulation. We had a planning agency that was designed to control the businesses and the farmers. The bureaucrats, oh, we had tons of bureaucrats. That's how Hitler created jobs, government jobs. Lot, a lot of bureaucrats. And they would go out on the farms and count the livestock 
and tell the farmers what to plant, how much to plant, and how much they had to harvest, regardless of the weather. They would go into the businesses and snoop around what they could find under the auspices of health and safety. Mm. Here we call it OSHA. They were nitpicking everybody, nitpicking everybody. And I hear that a lot of time from my audiences, how the bureaucrats come into their business and look, snoop around what they can criticize and what the business owner had to replace. And that's why a lot of businesses in Austria could not afford replacement, whatever, whether it was um, round tables versus uh, square tables <clears throat> and, and more bathrooms. So a lot of businesses closed their doors. So also the bureaucrats would go out on the farms and count the chickens and order the chickens how many eggs they had to lay. <laughs> That's right. Ridiculous. Absolutely, absolute ridiculous. See, no, they think they're Hitler God. That's book, what the issue is. Mein Kampf, my struggle. He wrote in the book everything what he was going to do, that he was going to take over the world. But the Austrian people were so busy with athletics and sports, so very few people read the book. Had we read the book, we would have known what was coming. Okay, I want to pause it right there for just a second. I'm going to pause it again in another couple of minutes uh, to kind of close out the show for the radio audience, and then we'll continue with the, with the, with the speech here. Think about what she's saying. They were using the sports to entertain the people out of their liberty. We've had people, some of them veterans, I'm not going to name any names, but we've had veterans who would rather spend their time in sports and watching some of the ridiculous things that eat up our time in sports. And I, look, I played sports in junior high and high school. I played whatever there was, baseball, softball, volleyball, football, track. I, I mean, I was in all of it. You'd never know that looking at me now. But I was. I was in that. But you know what? It distracts people. It distracts people to the point that today, on the Lord's Day, when you're supposed to be meeting with the people of God, what are you out there doing? People are out there in the stadium. We have men who say they're Christians, but they're, they're doing that on the Lord's Day. What in the world is going on? What's going on there? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Apostasy. I, I don't know how to say it any softer, because there is no soft way of saying it. People would rather love pleasure than love God. And again, there's nothing wrong with playing a game of football or basketball, whatever the case may be. But let me tell you something. When you put that stuff before God and He has commanded you in certain areas and you excuse that to justify your disobedience, come on. You, she And she's telling you exactly how he did it. Distract them. Get mom out of the home. Get the kids out of the home. Why do you think we have Rotten to the Core Wednesdays? 
It is not so you can just get a bunch of information dumped on you, although we do that. Both Lynn and I, our desire is, one, to push back the beast, that's one, and two, to encourage you as parents to do your duty before God, and that is to train your own children. And you people who are shirking your responsibility, sending them off to the government school, and you call yourself a Christian, you need to read your Bible. Don't tell me you've prayed about it when the Bible says specifically, look, I heard from God, and he said in Deuteronomy 6, you're supposed to be teaching your kids. Yep. Are you a prophet, son of prophet? Nope. But all I have to do is look to what God said, and he said, you're supposed to be doing it. Well, Tim, I can't do it. I can't afford to do it. Look, I understand. <laughs> you're looking at a guy that makes about $50,000 a year. Me and my wife have had 10 kids. I totally understand it. I look at my bank account and I go, how did we make it through the month? Because every week it's running just as tight as your as your accounts are, folks. Just as tight. But you can do it because God sees that you want to honor Him. If you don't want to honor Him, He's going to see that too. He's going to let you drown in whatever you're drowning in till you learn your lesson. If you don't learn your lesson, I guess you're just going to drown in it. But I wanted to do that because this lady is hitting on things that are happening and have been happening in this country for decades, and now we're seeing it really build up because we're seeing the fruit of the generations that have been left to the government to train them rather than their Christian parents in instructing them in righteousness and in the Word of God. We would have known what was coming. Abortions were highly illegal. Hitler wanted a lot of babies, blonde hair and blue eyes, the master race. <clears throat> but when a couple was not 100% Aryan and the woman was uh, pregnant, she was forced to have an abortion. Hitler did not want any foreign blood, only the Aryan, pure German blood. We also had euthanasia, killing people. In my last year of college, I was sent to a small village to do my practice teaching. Okay, I'm going to pause that just a second, and I know that's probably aggravating. I don't like to interrupt that. I know people want to hear what the lady says and all, but I've got to get ready to close out the show. We've got about four minutes here, and here's what I want to do. <clears throat> I want to be able to pull in... Uh, these texts here because I think they're very important to what I just got through saying and they're very important to what this lady is saying um, and, and what she's talking about. This comes from Proverbs. I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter 1 and Psalm chapter 1 for those of you who look it up in your Bible. But I'm going to show you. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give Satility to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Listen, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. If you don't fear God, you're stupid. I mean, that's really what it's saying. 
The beginning of real knowledge begins with the fear of the Lord. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then he says this, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. He's not talking about chains like slave chains. He's talking about like a piece of jewelry that is valued. Okay? And he says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, how is this son going to know who the sinners are if mom and dad aren't instructing them? How are they going to know? They're not. How are they going to know what is right? How are they going to know what is wisdom? How are they going to know the right knowledge if mom and dad are not instructing them? They're not. And if you think sending them to the uh, public indoctrination centers that we call public schools is going to teach them these things, you are set. In fact, if you think sending them to many Christian schools or charter schools or whatever you want to find are going to actually teach them these things, you're sadly mistaken. You're charged with doing it, Mom and Dad. You're charged with doing it. You better get your priorities in order, not only for yourself, because you're going to have to answer too, but for your kids. Real quickly, Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, in the counsel of the public indoctrination centers we call public schools, under the direction of the state, under the direction of the beast, under the direction of the dictator or the tyrants or whoever's there, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful, but his delight is in what? What is that, dispensationalist? Huh? It's in the law of the Lord. The law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly, though... They're not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, friends, I'm going to continue on with the thing, but I want you to get this. Parents, you're responsible. You need to take responsibility for your own kids here and now. Their lives, their the future, their future depends upon how you deal with your children. And I want to encourage that because I see that at the heart of all of this. The nuclear family destroyed and the devil using our children against us. Bradley B. at 3. We'll see you in the morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I promise as much as I can, there is uh, uh, about... Uh, 10, 10, 11 minutes of this, but I think it's very important that you hear all this lady has to say. She was an eyewitness to these things, and she's telling us this almost a decade ago, and if you don't see this, I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, if you don't see this, you don't have eyes to see. You don't have ears to hear. You, you You just don't have them. And I pray, Father, Give them eyes to see. Give these people eyes to see and ears to hear. I don't want God's name to be blasphemed among the heathen. The heathen are supposed to be our inheritance. The nations are supposed to be our inheritance. 
So here's the rest of her talk. Maybe I should back up and tell you what really happened in education. When the time came to pick your major in college, I wanted to be a journalist and writer. I was told they didn't need journalists, they did not need writers either. They needed young teachers. So I had to go into education. I did not mind that because I like children. So in my last year in college, I was sent to a small village in the mountains and I was told that because in the winter time the mountain passes would close up because of the masses of snow. So people in that village, they intermarry family into family. And we know by genetics that sometime the offsprings, the baby, is a bit mentally handicapped. So when I arrived in that village, I was told they had about 15 of mentally handicapped people. One man I know very well, <clears throat> he was the janitor in our school, Vincent. He could not read or write. He could not talk very well, but he kept our school clean. So one morning, I looked out of my classroom window, and there was a van out there from the health department. I thought, well, and all these people were being ushered into the van. So I asked my principal, where are they going to take Vincent and all the rest of the people? I thought maybe they take him for an outing for a picnic. The principal said, oh no, the health department came around and asked the parents if they want to institutionalize their son or daughter to learn how to read and write. Gladly the parents signed the papers and off they went. Six months later, the letters came to the parents that their son or daughter died a natural but merciful death. How they is it natural and merciful? Fast in that village. People said, well, they all left in excellent health, in good health. And why should they all die within six months? It dawned on the villages that they were being euthanized. After the war, I found out that 20,000 children, handicapped children, were being euthanized. Hitler wanted perfect people. On a personal note, God forbid, should I ever become handicapped, I will never apply for a handicapped license plate <laughs> because I don't want to get on the list. Amen. And I know that under Obama's health care, we have eugenics. And that means those of us who are getting old, like me, I'm 87 years old, there is no more money for us. <clears throat> so that was euthanasia.
We also had a federal police force, secret police, commonly known as the Gestapo, and they were everywhere. And we got them too. In civilian clothes. You didn't know who they were. Remember those people commandos at January 6th? And nobody knew where people were being taken. Nobody knew, but people disappeared. And the Gestapo, they watched everybody, everybody's coming and goings. Because we had national ID cards, and of course you could not board a bus or a train without showing your national ID card. They keep track on us. And we were being so scared. The more scared of everything we were of the Gestapo, the secret police. This is how it worked. Since the war was going on, all our food was being rationed. We got one pound of sugar a month. So in, if somebody in your family passed away like grandma, you quickly took that coveted sugar coupon and went to the grocery store and bought that pound of sugar. The next day, the Gestapo would knock on your door and say, we know that you did not turn in the sugar coupon. You bought that pound of sugar, but I am not going to arrest you. But you have to inform on your boss, your neighbor, your friend, everybody you know, and report to our office once a week. They created a network of informers. Snitches. We could not trust our neighbors. We could not trust our friends. We couldn't trust anybody. We couldn't trust the mailman. Nobody. We were afraid to talk to anybody, anything political, because we did not know who was informing on everybody. A network of informers they created. <clears throat> I believe it was in February 09. I'm a lobbyist in our capital in South Dakota. And that morning I drove to our capital about around 8 o'clock, and I had the car radio on, and the news was being reported. And there was President Obama saying, if anybody, if you hear anybody criticizing me, call the White House. Yep. When I arrived in the Capitol, I quickly went to ask some of, to verify I asked some of the legislators if they heard the same story, and they said, yes, we also heard that. Can you imagine creating a, a network of informers, informing and call the White House? Yes, it's happening. Um, we also had gun control. The government said this comes that too. children were playing with guns and we had hunting accidents, people accidentally shooting each other, and we had criminals again, murderers. The only way that they could track the murderer was by the um, serial number of the gun. 
So bring your, your gun to the police station, then we can register the serial number and we can track the criminal. And we thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. So gladly we did that. Not long afterwards, they said, no, it did not help. We could not track all the criminals. The best way to have no more crimes and no more people getting hurt, bring your guns to the police station, and they already know who had guns because we registered our guns. Keep your guns and buy more guns. And <laughs> Come on, lady. That's exactly right. And stack up on, on your ammo. A gun is no good if you don't have any ammo. And if you don't keep the one in the chamber either. It did not happen overnight. It took five years from 1938 until 1943. We had a full-blown dictatorship. Had we kept our guns, we would have fought a bloody battle to the last men and women to keep our freedom. But we had no guns. A classic example is, in Switzerland, it is law that everybody has to have a gun. And Hitler took every country in Europe except Switzerland. And Switzerland did not have a war for more than 600 years. Hitler never tackled Switzerland. So keep your guns. Keep your guns. And Switzerland has a tale to tell, too. Like I said, the only information what we had, what the government provided for us, the, the, the nationalized radio station, and the censored newspaper, nobody could get come in and nobody could get out. We had no information, none whatsoever. We did not know that we had concentration camps. We found that out after the Americans and the Allies liberated us that we had concentration camps and we were shocked. We were totally shocked. When the people fear the government, that's tyranny. But when the government fears the people, that's liberty. That's right. We have to take our country back as we know it. And a good way is that we educate our friends, everybody, I have my speech on a DVD. I urge you to have house parties, play my DVD, invite your neighbors, your friends, and educate them on socialism. We are almost 80% there. We have to take our country back as we know it. Those of us who sailed past the Statue of Liberty We came to a country of unbelievable freedom and opportunity. America is the greatest country in the world if we can keep it. Amen. Amen. Kitty Worthman. And 
Yeah, worthy of applause because she is teaching us a lesson of history. And so I want to. I'm just going to leave you with that. I, I, what can I say after that? Um, she has told you where they were. You can see where we are. I would say that we're more than eighty percent now. We're like ninety five percent. And I don't know what it's going to take. I read to you guys out in Washington. I want to encourage the people in Washington because I know there are some people who actually believe in liberty out there because you've demonstrated it over the past, especially a uh, decade that I've been writing and doing this. Here's the thing. You have guns for a reason. That last part that she gave. You have guns for a reason. They're not for target practice. They're not to get in the latest NRA shooting contest. They're not there to show off to your friends. They're there to be used to secure a free state in a militia. That's what they're there for. Don't think that you're going to do it by yourself. Band with your neighbors. Band with your community. Train with your community. Because when Washington comes to do this stuff that I showed you earlier, and this little pretended law that they've got where, you know, a health health minister can just say, oh, I'm declaring an emergency and we're going to quarantine you. When, when they do this stuff right here, that's what that's for. You're to give them the vaccination of copper and lead. I'm not playing around. I'm not advocating that people go and murder people or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you what, when they come to your door to do that stuff, there's no, there's no, there's no reasoning with tyrants. There's not. And we're seeing they're becoming more emboldened because the people we have elected have said, have betra- they become betrayers. They become traitors to us. We have put them in office. They're the ones who ask, ask for the vote, right? They're the ones who go and, and swear before God and man, they're going to uphold the law. And then they go in there and they sell us out. For 30 pieces of silver, just like Judas did, they kiss us on the cheek and tell us how much they appreciate us and how much they want us to vote for him, and then they sell us out. There's, there's no mercy for people who engage in that. There's not from, the, not from men. No mercy. Unless you're repentant. And then even if you're repentant, there's consequences to your actions. You're not our friends if you sell us out. Don't tell us that. I don't care what party you belong to or any of that. I don't care if you call yourself a Christian. You sell out the people. Jesus didn't do it with Judas, did he? He says, that's okay, Judas. I know you had a rough time, you had a rough childhood. Maybe dad wasn't there. In the... No, he doesn't do that. He said, it would have been better if you weren't even born, dude. I want you to think about that in the days ahead. And then, look, we see where it's gone. Let's stop it in its tracks. Does the Bible not say that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him? Yes, that standard is you and that standard is me. It is not Donald Trump. It is not Joe Biden. It is not Rand Paul. It is not any of these political figures. It is you and me. We are the standard. Well, we're not in the majority, Tim. Who cares? Neither was David. Neither was Moses. Neither was John the Baptist. Neither was Jesus or his apostles. Neither were the prophets. God is the majority. We're to honor Him. We're to do our duty, as John Knox said, and was reiterated by other people in history, and leave the results up to God. Let's be the standard. 
All right, you guys have a great day. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and Lord willing, we'll be back with you tomorrow with the Common Core Diva for Rotten at the Core Wednesday. Um, till then, see ya. <laughs>